Have you ever seen a windbag, a windbag, a windbag? Have you ever seen a windbag, a windbag like that? <laughs> really? <laughs> no, immediately. <laughs> immediately, no. I've seen all that I need to see. No, immediately, no. Immediately, okay, that looks a lot yeah. better. That looks like the... Have <laughs> you ever seen a windbag? Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax. I am Podcast Poppy, and you are tuned into a brand new episode of Quarter Life Crisis, starting right now. Three, two, one. We're live. Welcome to Quarter Life Crisis with a very special guest today. My family, my blood, Dustin. What's going on, brother? Hey, what's going on, Ricky? I am currently remote doing a podcast out here in Elizabethville, Pennsylvania. Yeah. If you haven't heard of it. It's the fucking woods, bro. It's the fucking <laughs> woods, bro. When I was Little. driving up here, I was driving and the maps were like, uh, you're like four minutes out. And I was in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. I was like, it was like farms, like grain silos. I'm like, four minutes? Like, yeah, where the fuck's the town? Nice, nice and rural, you know? Bro, I was like, what the Til fuck? Till you get into Philly, then it's fucking chaos. Philly's ghetto as fuck, too, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I tend to stay away from up there. The driving's crazy. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So you're out here, Elizabeth. We've been we've been wanting to do this podcast for a minute now. Oh my god! You've been a proud supporter of Quarter Life Crisis, so I appreciate that very much. Always, absolutely, always, always showing love to the fam. So what what do you? How many people are in this town? Not enough. Fifteen hundred, I think. Something it is. like that. It's yeah. Something like, like that. Fourteen hundred. <laughs> that shit is crazy. Some, some little uh. It's a town where basically everyone knows everybody, so you can't do nothing without somebody knowing about for real. it. And then it's like uh, it's it's all the towns around here, right? Like every yeah. there's like a ton of towns along this. Yeah, what for is this the twenty two or something? Like whatever two, it is? Yeah, yeah, two twenty five, and there's uh, to the directions like would go. I mean, there's Millersburg, and then there's Halifax, then there's Fisherville and Harrisburg, and the Harrisburg other, is the big one, but all the other ones are really one. small. They're, well, I mean, they're not too terribly small. Halifax is. Nice and decently sized. Millersburg's a nice little town, though. It's yeah. Quite like Elizabethville. That Loyalton, Likens. That Likens is like pretty ghetto, though. But all these towns is like one school, right? One elementary, um, one high school. Like, does does Elizabethville no, have a high school? Has their own school. Millersburg's. Uh, I think it's to the west. I'm not sure. Does Elizabeth Ge geography majors crucify me? I don't give a fuck. But <laughs> it's uh, it's in one of the cardinal directions. Uh, it has their they have their own school. Uh, it's Millersburg School, then Elizabethville School, which is Upper Dolphin, and then Upper have, Dolphin. Now uh, Upper is that like a high school, junior high? Yeah, we have uh, the the Upper Dolphin Middle School is in Loyalton, and then the high school is right here in Elizabethville. Actually, it's about two blocks. Oh. Away, yeah, and right past the school is the YMCA where we go to swim and do stuff. Cause yeah, like, I think I've been there. Evil don't have much. We have, uh, we got a bar. I know. I still haven't gone to it. We have a fucking no. Don't. Doesn't it? It, <laughs> it closes at like ten though. It closes. Yeah, it closes based on like customers and capacity and shit. And 
people don't really drink during the week here. It's, it's not like we're a band of, you know, rowdy rednecks. Yeah, that was another thing that is so different here. So I'm so used to alcohol. Yeah. It's just sold everywhere. Yeah, you can't. Uh, you, know, you have to go. You have to go to specific places to get it here. It's like Walmart liquor store or Walmart corner stores. None of that has yeah, alcohol. No, no, Walmart don't sell don't sell liquor here. Um, or beer. The the giant in Halifax, I think, sells beer, and the Sheets in Halifax sells sells beer. But Sheets sells beer anyway. Yeah, because I was in a town like thirty miles away, mm-hmm. and I was at the gas station. They were selling beer. So does it just depend on the town? Yeah, I think it's uh, more of. I don't think they'd sell beer around here in a gas station because there's not a lot of people. Like, right, right. Who would really, out of 1,400 people, who's going to who's gonna be the, the day-drinking binge alcoholic? I mean, if I was, I'm not going to lie to you, if I was posted up in this town and I had a porch like this, I'd be fucking, fucking day-drinking, bro. The second I got off work, I'd be cracking beers. Mm. That's why I like to sit on a deck back there sometimes, smoke a bong and fucking yeah, yeah. crack I a just, nice beverage. I thought it was, I, thought it was, I mean, I, I'm, I'm clearly wrong, but I thought like, you know, in a small town like this, it's a... It's obviously slower pace. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. Fifteen hundred people after work, come home, crack some beers. But you guys have like one. It's like one shop. Yeah, it's like a where you buy yeah, all cuppies. your beverages. What is it? Cuppies on the square. Cuppies. Well, no, no, to buy your alcohol. Oh, it's our, like one spot by Walmart. Yeah, it's the uh, oh god, the beverage warehouse up two hundred five. There's been a couple places that I've been to. Out here, the East Coast, where there's actually more beer distributors. If if you go, um, if you stay on that road it, towards the the Lichens, there's the Lichens liquor store. There's a liquor store in Lichens. There's a beer distributor in Lichens, and there's if you if you keep going up yeah. that road, there's there's lots of beer distributors up that way. Well, remember last time I was here, it was like eight years ago. But mm-hmm. last time I was here, we I wanted to get a six pack, and we had to drive to a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we had to drive to the nickel, the wooden nickel. Yeah, because the... the and you ended up paying like <laughs> fucking $8 for the six-pack because yeah. they gouged the shit out of you. I was like, this is crazy, but because the beverage place was closed. Yeah, I think it... Well, they, they closed at 6 o'clock, which is like stupid on a weekday. Yeah, like, yeah. Who, who's closing at 6 p.m.? That like, is weird. But like you said, I mean, there's not a lot... Of, drinking's not really like a big thing out here. No, there's mountain parties, though, if you if you got eyes for it like yeah. we have raves and stuff you know it's yeah. quiet until it's not right and, right, then it, right and it jumps the fuck off now the main thing i know we're pressed for time but the main thing that i wanted to talk to you was you have been sending me songs for 15 years now oh yeah dude you know what i mean and also you are a your style and your your favorite rappers are very similar to on the West, like yeah. Strange Music, Tech yep. Nine, and all them Big are very, yeah. very popular on the West Coast. Like mm-hmm. I know he's from Kansas City, yep. but he KCMO. has a huge pre- presence in the West. Like huge. oh, absolutely. I've been to ten live shows. Maybe Tech not. Nine is... Maybe not ten. I'd have to recount them. But I've been to a lo- almost double digit shows of Tech Nine. Oh yeah, because he's, he's so huge out there. His stage presence is just something else. When he comes out on stage, man, that man commends respect he's a he's dripping with this fantastic aura he just rocks shit bro he's one one of my rap idols honestly to to you know because like i I know a lot of people say like you know well m's the goat that i mean that that might be true m might be the goat you know Mm -hmm. but like he raps a different way than I do. His his and, uh yeah one hundred percent. And Tech we can't you can't even you can't even put Tech Nine and Eminem in the same category really because like they're they're I so mean, different. They they are. They're I mean their flows are different. They have different ways of putting words together. You know Tech Nine's more he he's more like the you know 
he raps about being in the hood, doing the hood yeah. shit. And Eminem, you know, he raps about like what his life was like coming up. And, yeah. And you know, and stuff like that. They both don't have filters, and they both don't give a fuck what other yeah. people think about him, which I think is like one of the main qualities of being successful in the music business is you got to have thick skin, you know. And Tech Nine's rhyme scheme Tech is Nine, so unique. Yeah, he's he's on. I've been listening to Tech Nine for oh my god, I can't tell you how long. I I when I was nine years old, I believe I was introduced to Tech Nine and ICP, and that's that's when my my love for rap really took off because I heard my first Insane Clown Posse record was uh, the Great Malenko, and. It just took off from there. I always, oh, I wanted to either sign to, to Psychopathic Records or I wanted to sign to Strange Music. And I just wanted to do like the underground, you know, horrorcore scene. Like, I have a lot of fucked up thoughts in my head. Like, if I could put it on paper and make a profit from it, you know. Uh, and in, in the same way, it's like therapeutic, you know, because you're getting out all that nasty shit that's in your head that eventually if you let it sit there and brew, you're going to turn on yourself. Yeah. Agreed. Now does tech nine and like ICP and them, do they have a big presence out here as well on the East coast? Oh, well, um, I went to, uh, I went to ICP's a uh, 20 year riddle box tour. They were having a 20 year anniversary riddle box tour. And that was in, uh, Reading at the reverb and, um, bet it's the best show I've ever been to in my yeah. life. I got covered in Fago you know, uh, I broke my nose in the mosh pit. It was a fucking now, fantastic time. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm very, I'm very ignorant when it comes to ICP. But uh -huh. the 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 like the aura, the perception mm -hmm. that they give out. Now, also, I'm just saying this clearly off of word of mouth and not right. knowing anything. I won't judge you. I promise. Is like is from what I've heard. Again, never listen to their music. Is there like a bunch of like like crazy ass fucking white boys who dress all crazy have crazy ass shows now is it true that they that they have some racist tendencies in there um no i, I heard that they no, have i don't i don't think uh the the juggalo community in in its entirety is completely against all forms of bigotry okay. we don't like bigots icp uh states in several of their albums that they they don't like bigots they they don't like rednecks you know they don't like racists um they don't like bow the they don't like dog the bounty hunter they actually made a song about dog the bounty hunter because there was some controversy with dog the bounty hunter was caught saying the n-word right right with the hard r too like i'm not talking yeah yeah with the, the with the analogies was, with the a you know all like, capitals <laughs> it was yeah yeah he's straight screaming in it and he's like i'm not gonna let that leak out because our career would be over and icp just it made a whole song it's called the dog catcher yeah. uh they made a whole song just dissing on this guy for being a bigot and like a fake cop who chases bounties and shit and it's just like so is it really just is it just like their superficial perception that white people would get that people because if you look at them like they're like they're they're intense dude they're like, oh my god yeah I mean, well fucking name is insane clown posse insane clown posse and they, and they yeah hold it, they hold it down for their name yeah they're from Detroit too that's a wicked place yeah yeah so when you when you start you said you first got introduced like tech and and mm -hmm. ICP yep yep now like when did when did like you know you're in a Two questions. When did rapping like kind of start to be go from like, you know, check it out to hobby to something that you now are taking very serious? And then also, like, what's it like 
trying to tackle being an artist in a town that is as small as it is, you know? It's mm. not like you're having big-ass yeah. artists popping yeah, that's off a, here and places to perform and all that. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, that's... um. I'll answer the first question first about the... um. You have to forgive me. Uh, what was the first one again? The first one is like, you know, like when did, what was the progression like when it came from? Oh, okay. oh I like so listening like the mindset. To rap, yeah, listening in, like, to rap hobby, taking it serious. Okay, so this is this is actually something I like to tell. Um, okay, so it started out when I was nine years old listening to my first ICP album. And 2012 came and Eminem came out with the Marshall Mathers LP. I'm sorry, it wasn't 2012. I'm fucking stupid. But I was a kid. And the Marshall Mathers LP came out, and I started listening to Eminem, like a lot, a lot. And as I as I grew up through my teenage years, and Eminem released new content, I kept with Tech Nine and uh, the rest of the the underground psychopathic records group, and I I was watching what they were doing, and releasing songs and stuff like that, and I was trying to gauge myself when I wrote to see if I was anywhere close to the caliber that they could perform at. And when I found that I could write to the same caliber as Insane Clown Posse, I aimed higher. And I tried to go for, you know, writing uh, to the same degree and skill level as another artist. Excuse me, that's my alarm. Um, I try... I'm not trying to copy artists that I'm studying in no way trying to copy them. I just, I need to see what they bring to rap and how I can, how I can use it myself, you know, in my own way. It's sort of like a, a teacher teaching a student. This is what I think about. Like, you, you know, the big name established rappers, you know, Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, Tech 9 Eminem. They're our teachers. And before them was Biggie and Tupac and Big L and, you know, all those other people. And, and it's, it's a generation of education. It's rap education because you, you can see it evolve over time from, from, from Big L to Biggie to Tupac, you know, DMX. And then, and then Eminem coming on the scene, 50 Cent, Jay-Z, you know, uh, all the all the bigger artists and you know there was Lil Wayne and and then Lil Wayne brought like other Cash Money artists that were really good. Caskey is another artist I like. He's he's signed, I believe he's signed to Cash Money. I'm not sure. I haven't kept on that, up on that too much, but he's really good. I like Caskey. Um, I like Wayne. Wayne's good. A lot of people hate on Wayne because like uh, he's auto tune and shit like that. Well, a lot of people hate on Wayne. The uh, this is my personal opinion. The people who hate on Wayne are the ones who are too young who that didn't catch like O two to two thousand and they didn't catch Wayne. ice cream paint jobs or no fucking ceilings. Exactly. They, they didn't, didn't catch, catch no Fireman. Ceiling. Exactly. They didn't catch the Carter the Carter two or the Carter, Carter three. Yeah, exactly. That that's that's yeah. my that's my that's my firm belief. And then you know like. You see it with almost every artist. It's not that they go insane, but they become so talented at their craft that they that they start to experiment in different things. You oh know yeah, what I mean, and they start to change their styles and yep. stuff. And and because it also it's such an evolving industry. Oh yeah, you know, like I remember everyone thought it was crazy, but 
you know, when when Wheezy went did that rock album. Yeah, but yeah. But then it's also like you, you go back five years before that album, you have Jay Z with Lincoln Park. Yeah, when the collision you know? course and that was fire. Fire. That that ra- that that album was pure flame. Yeah, pure but all, all the big artists do. like you see Wiz Khalifa yep. Wiz Khalifa, those are the those are the church bells, by the way. We're in a nice little town. Oh yeah. But you know, Wiz Khalifa started blowing up, he did that rock album and Snoop yeah. Dogg Snoop Dogg was he did so established, thing. he did his reggae thing, yeah. you know, and it's like you can't you can't hate on someone for being a fan of another right. style of you can't art, hate on someone for to, paying homage yeah. to a, a style that you know they identify with. Like, and I bet it was a very similar process as you. Oh they yeah, probably checked out the art, and they're like, "Man, could I write or possibly you know create something to the caliber of the people that are doing it out mm-hmm. there?" And they believe that they did, and they put it out. Right, and it's not like it's not like I want to be better than them. I want to stand beside them. Right, like you you want to you want to look at the the you know the the giants around. Rap. I want my name in that conversation. Right. You you see Eminem, you see Jay Z, you see fucking uh, you know all the big name artists like you know Busta Rhymes, Tech Nine. I want my name in there. Like I don't need to be the goat, but I want to be talked about. I, I just I just wanna I just don't want to leave this world with my second death being quicker than my first. Yeah. The second death being forgetting my name. Right. Right. You die two deaths. First one is when your soul leaves your body, and the last one is when your name is spoken for the last time. Pause. <laughs> and Helen Hella Kush. Yeah. Like Royce the Five Nine said. Pause. Um, pause. It, it had- <laughs> pause on that. So, uh, so it was from a very very early age as you started to take it serious. You clearly, oh, have, yeah. you clearly have been able to rap for a long time now. What about the struggles of being out in a place like Elizabethtown, 1,500 people, you know, you're pretty much 45 minutes away from any decently metropolitan area. Oh, yeah, for sure. And even yeah. Harrisburg isn't really a mecca, you know, so yeah. so how do you, how do you, you know, how do you attack these obstacles? Are these obstacles still in your way? You know what I mean? How do you go about those things? Um, well, I, uh, I kind of put off live shows after, you know, COVID and all that. Yeah. I haven't gotten back to them yet. Um, I don't really do live shows all too often. I would prefer like, you know, satellite shows and stuff like that because I'm really socially anxious. Like a crowd of people, as much as it hypes me up and makes me want to rap and kill every beat I'm on, terrifies the fuck out of me. I don't have stage fright. I just have social anxiety. Like a crowd of people is the most intimidating thing to me. It doesn't matter if they're smiling or if they love me. You know, it's it's it has to do with like I feel kind of cornered. Like situations like that where where there's a lot of people in one room, it just makes me nervous, which is why like I have some trouble getting up on stage and performing. But at the other hand, like if you, if, if you know, like I don't use SoundCloud or nothing like that. I just, I don't know. I never really even record it. Like I just sit here and I rap. Yeah. And if people like it, that's cool. I'll show. I'll show anyone who wants to listen. Yeah. Like, but I mean, nowadays it's like what's it gonna what's it gonna be like how's how's my kid gonna remember me my daughter you know i want to make i want to make her proud as much as you know i want her to make me proud but like i just want to i want to leave something behind for her you know and there's no like studios out here or anything like that huh so no well the closest studios are like like you said in harrisburg more metropolitan areas and they're not exactly cheap and you know buying your own setup is certainly realistic but takes takes a whole lot more time now yeah 
you know, with what we got going on. Now I've listened to I've listened to multiple of your songs. Once you sent me, I listened to that. F- by the way, by the way, <laughs> that fucking Island Boy diss track is one of my favorite fucking diss tracks because on the West Coast, ninety five percent of the people think the Island Boys are a fucking joke, which they uh, are, well, which no, they well, fucking are. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't even call them actual yeah. artists. I would, uh, well. I mean, <laughs> you have a you have a very very deep and very dark, um, uh, you know, tone. I know to yeah. your to your lyrics. Mm-hmm. So you know, like most most people, when they do these types of lyrics, they come from real places. There are some who just kind of do it because they like that style. So mm-hmm. where 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 do you where do you fall in the mix in that? Um. I guess it wouldn't be psychologically accurate for me to say I don't dream of, uh, you know, like just punching lame artists in the face. Mm -hmm. Like it comes it comes from actual actual anger. Yeah, it it does come from actual being upset. Yeah. Like it's you've been through some shit in your life. Yeah. And it's like, how in the fuck do these two? COVID haircut looking motherfuckers have all this money. Menu, I don't know their family's history or if they're rich. But how the fuck do they have all this money? You know, they're zero talent. No talent at all. Auto tune out the fucking ass. Their lyrics make no sense. What the fuck does that mean? You're not even from an island. Right. I mean, I know the song is, I guess they're from Cuba or something. I don't even I, know. I don't know. Don't care. Don't care. But. It's just like you come over here and you're sitting in your your fucking pool, right? You have your your fucking your haircut that makes you look like a virus strain, <laughs> literal fucking COVID haircut. You look like the COVID nineteen virus. I'm yeah. sorry, bro, but cut your fucking hair. Yeah. Um, and you're rapping about being an island boy, just trying to make it. Well, if you're just trying to make it, get the fuck up out the pool and get a goddamn job, stack some cash, and put an album together like I do. Right. Like I I'm, I hate when people get shit handed to them just specifically for having quote unquote the look and just going. You know what the look is? Have you ever seen the look? It's like a it's like a young tattooed talented. Well, not ta- I won't say talented. Young tattooed person with a, a, a certain aura they put off, right? With absolutely no talent, making it absolutely disgustingly huge in some form of business or it, media. It, it's one of the there's a lot of blessings to social media mm-hmm. and, and exposure, but that is definitely one of the curses where you see where you see artists who have no compared to the talent that's out there, have no right even being in the arena. Exactly. It's and like and they hit. It's like you put you put some of these these newer generation rappers up against somebody like me, I will fucking right. eat you alive. Now you talked about how they're like, you know, and you're totally right. Put, put some money together and put an album in together. So how much you've been, how long have you been rapping? 21 years, 21 years. So like, what is your, what does your playbook look like? You know what I mean? Like what's your portfolio? How big is oh, my, it? My disc, my discography. I think I have somewhere close to 70 songs now. Damn. Just, I, <laughs> I work a lot, man. I work. I work night shift. I work a lot. I work in this. Uh, you know, I work in a factory. It's it's hard job. And like, you know, when you come home, it's there's no energy left. Like, I I don't I don't want to go work a ten hour shift. Now now listen, this is a defeatist attitude. And if you want to make it in rap, you don't do this. Right. You don't you don't come home and say, oh, I'm too tired 
to to fucking to polish this track up or or to lay this shit down. You you gotta. It's a grind for real. You have to put in a fuck ton of work, and it, it's exhausting, right? It's it's one of the most exhausting jobs in the world. People think, oh, well, you just rap, right? No, it ain't just that. I rap. I come. I I work a normal fucking nine to five job, and I come home and I, if I have time, I rap. Yeah, you know, like. And I don't want to sound jealous because, I mean, who doesn't who doesn't want that life? Well, that's also why I asked about being being here in Elizabethville because you say you know, and it's good that you don't have the attitude of being jealous. But the resources that yeah, you we have, don't have very many may, would make it so much harder, and ha- you'd have to apply so much more labor. You know what I mean? It's like, not only that; it's just this town's more of not very rap friendly. Right, right. Yeah, it's, you know, little valley town. Yeah, People yeah. like country here. Yeah, People yeah. like, you know, Skinner and Metallica here, which is cool. I like Skinner and Metallica too. And you might be able to get away with some rap, but also mm-hmm. you're, uh, on top of that, like, there's a lot of people in the rap community that don't necessarily lean towards the style that you have, the strange yeah. style, you know? Yeah. It's, you know, it's that's like you being, look uh, you look at the population of shows. Like I've been to tons of Tech Nine shows and a vast majority of the population of the crowd is white. Yeah, oh yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you're also you're also in this very unique, unique mm-hmm. pool of, yeah. of artistry. It, it's it's weird, you know, to see uh I'm trying to see how I could put this to not sound like and it's it's I'm not saying it's unfathomable to see a black man commend that much respect from like a wider community like we'll just say it like it is tech nine style is more suited to like the white east coast rapper right right because but also I, tech but also tech is like he's tech universal is very, though like, tech is very whatever. unique yeah so he has a big presence because one one he's just at an unbelievable caliber oh absolutely. and the, but he is he is really one of the very few in that genre of rap that have made a nationwide name. I think he's probably one of the only. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, because I mean if you think of strange music, Tech Nine's like the end name. Yeah. You think of strange music, you don't really think of anybody else. I mean, when I think of strange music, I think I think of Tez not Tech Nine. I think Chris Calico. Um I, I think of Ritz. Ritz was on Strange for a while. And that's another rapper that really, really made me start Looking at, you know, my double time flow and uh, ways that I could perfect my speed and my delivery. Ritz is a monster. Yeah, yeah. He, that guy is an absolute monster. Now, what uh, what what time do you got to head to work? Or I got you time. Got, you got a little bit of time? I got a little bit of time. Because I, w- I would love to, I, th- I think just because we keep talking about this rap scheme. So before we go, you had that two or three minute... Uh, song that you, you, that to, you did. You want me to do it? I mean, I, I for sure. Just, just for the style, we don't have to do it right now, but definitely, so people kind of understand. Like right when I heard the scheme and your and your rhythm, your rhythmic pattern, I was like, oh, this full, yeah. this one's got a strange style to him. Uh-huh. Which, you know what I mean? Which is, which is dope. But yeah, I could understand why. It would be it would be adversity stricken, you know, like a lot of people are very spoiled where I can write down some stuff and and, you know, like I can either just record it on my laptop or I can make a couple calls and find someone who has a studio nearby, someone that can mix, master, produce, you know what I mean? And yeah, like like you're from an area where that's just that's everywhere. Yeah. You know, you you have tons of people over in the West or at least a handful. 
Oh yeah, you know, like, like Reno's from any given location. From any given location, like yeah. you have. I mean, it's it's a very well populated state. You the know? realm of opportunity. Like I have a good friend of mine, ZP Radic. He's come on the show a couple times. He's a fantastic rapper out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of him. And uh, he, you know, he's out there, and you know, he just opened for you know Paul Paul Wall. And Paul Wall's for, fire, yeah. For tech, he's open for Tech Nine. He's open for he's open for uh, uh what's it called Nas? Like he, no, I wow. think I think it was Nas, and but he. Afro man like all these different people because they kind of come through the area so there's this opportunity for exposure that is comes when it comes to you you know so right you know if you were to try to venture out and and put yourself on the exposure grind Mm -hmm. you know where 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 would I start Yeah, where do you start you know this has to have been cooked up in your head you know and and I like would, you said, I, I know honestly, you ha- I know you have social anxiety, so it's probably a little stressful to think these types of things. Yeah, right? like because like I don't know, you're not really gonna see me going to like open mics like that. Like I'm I'm 31 now, so like I'm sort of aged in the game. Yeah, you know my prime would have been 10 years ago if we were talking about it in rap, but I'm I'm in my prime now. Like as we say lyrically, right? But like doing the doing it would be. Um, how would I do it? I'm. I, I don't even know if I know where to begin because, uh, like, honestly, it's more like I just find people, I introduce them to my music, and if they like it, then they like it. Yeah, and hopefully that you know it's kind of word of mouth. Yeah, out if here. they if they if they like it, well then you know they'll they'll tell somebody. I'll get a follow on Instagram or something like that. Somebody will, you know, follow me. I'll usually follow them back. I'm, Kind of yeah, I'm, like that. I'm happy I got to talk to you about this because you know the the artists that have come on my show they are surrounded by exposure, yeah. and a lot of the artists that I who come on my show they lean on the a big thing that I see is artists leaning on other artists. You know, like I had yeah. Treasy on my show who really links up and collabs with Smoke Screezy. You know yeah. what I mean? Who's also good homies with, um, you know, Stu J the Vamp, who's really good homies with, um, um, BVS who who runs this. Uh, Chaos Theory uh, uh, Creatives, who is just absolutely, absolutely fantastic, and he, they help put on other artists who leans on ZP Radic, and these right. people all kind of yeah. bounce around, and these producers know all the artists, and there's this community. Yeah, it's like a network. It's a community, and yeah. here, you know, like, are there any other people who are attempting to be artists yeah. in this area? Yeah, there, there's well, there's one more. It's, now, are they trying to be in the style that you are? Yeah, oh. it's actually the second to. I'm not a solo artist. Now, do you think that you guys are collabing together and you guys have the similar style because you guys we are write here together? together a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not we a coincidence. Know each other. You guys have been doing this for a while. Yeah, yeah. We we uh, we're we're more like um, if you want to call it a ghostwriter, we like ghostwrite each other's shit. We ha- we help each other with verses and stuff like that. And I feel like that's how it should be when you're in a group. You know? Yeah. Like. It ain't about who's the bigger star in the group. It's it's the power of the it's the power of the group in the whole. Like you want you want somebody to hear the name DXTC and you want you want it to commend respect. Like you want you want someone to not only think of dreams but disciple as well. Like a group is a group. You can't have one person outshine. Right. And that's that's why we tend to, you know, we work together on our on our verses most times and we decide which beats would you know work good with them and 
we we do a lot of flip-flopping with verses and this and that and putting them on different tracks and different instrumentals and we both get each other's opinions on it first and it's not like i I tell him all the time like he has solo stuff i'm like if you want to do solo stuff that's all you like that's good go do that and if i want to do it i'll do it but when we're doing stuff together like we really coordinate with each other like i'll come up with a rhyme scheme and i'll run it past him and he'll be like yo that's fire i'd add this and if i like it i'd be like all right that's cool i'll add that you know and it's not like i have to shout him out on the track for it right now you you were you were saying you don't do soundcloud or any of no. that stuff is there is there a reason why you don't put put your music out yeah, for that yeah i'm i'm not i'm not a i'm not a soundcloud rapper i'm like I don't think my music is for SoundCloud. Okay. People would say, "Oh, well, you're an underground artist." You know. What about uh, other? What about other platforms, though? I mean, I've. Thank you. Hell yeah! Thank you very much. Food break. Pause. Yeah, food. Uh, excuse me, Tori. This is for me. You know. Um. Like, like what about other platforms where you maybe a, a it'd be a, it'd be a better style? Mm. I'm not sure, honestly. Um, got a dog in my face. What did you say about platforms? I'm sorry. You know, like you said, you're not a SoundCloud rapper. Is it yeah. because you don't you don't think that your style would be, would do well yeah, on SoundCloud? Like, yeah, like are there other platforms that are more geared towards your style? Um, I think I uh, I have a my mixtape account. Um, put my food down here. Excuse me. It's called um. Let's see if I find it here. Yeah, it's called My Mixtape, and you have this uh, setup where you can discover artists and, you know, uh, upload your own content, stuff like that. They have trending albums, you know, like Kevin Gates is on My my Mixtape, Future, like they, they upload up-and-coming rappers and, you know, mixtapes and stuff like that. It's mostly for people trying to break out. That Like, you can put... You can put um, you can see what's hot, featured music. Right. What is this called? It's called My Mixtapes. My Mixtapes. Yeah, let me see if I... Hey, what's your day about My Mixtapes? My My Mixtapes is... I have to actually learn how to navigate this site for once. Um, Give me one second here. But yeah, I don't know. My My Mixtapes is... I like I like browsing the, the new artists that come up there. It's how I find... It's, I like to, to browse YouTube as well. Like YouTube has a good platform for newer artists to come up as well. Like that's how I found Rustage. That's how I found Six Seconds. You know, um, that's how I found Crypt. That's how I found Dax. Yeah. Dax was. I don't know if you know who Dax is. Do you know who Dax is? Um, when people where's call. He, where's he out of? I. Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah. I think so. But, um, yeah, people call, some people call him the black M&M. Oh, Guys, that's a bold statement. Some people call him the black M&M. Some. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I, I think Dax is insanely talented. He did a 20-minute freestyle video. Damn. And it was all flame, all fire. It was just, he's like, I'm going to put an album on one song and just drop 20 minutes of heat. Like, yeah. It commends respect, you know. Right. Like, so you really like, uh, you know, you don't, 
you just you don't want to put on just a banger that's a viral hit. You you're really embedded in the lyrical yeah, I, I would, aspect. I would rather of it. have longevity, honestly. Right. Like, sure, being a being a breakout artist, like you know, like the the Cat Daddy song, Fuck. fucking Soldier Boy, you know. Yeah, yeah, that type you, of shit. It'll fucking stay for a couple years, and then eventually you'll devolve into a meme that people will laugh yeah, yeah. at. Yeah. That's not what I want. No. I want I want to be I want to be like like Jay. I want to be like M. I want to be like Kanye. Yeah. You know, I want to be like Tech. Like Hey, I, so I do I I like I would love to to get started and and actually see some some progress because right. you know, after after, you know, 10 years of grinding. I'm not going to say I've been grinding for 21 years cuz I haven't been grinding since I was 10. Like but after after doing this for so long like it's it's tiring like yeah, yeah i hear you, you. you start to think you start to get to thinking if this shit was meant to be it would happen and it's something rich said on one of his songs if it was meant to be it would happen yeah that's that's how i think sometimes like people's like oh you're so good like you're dope like you know you spit fire and this and that and i'm just like yeah yeah what does it matter yeah nobody nobody knows like you know yeah and, and i'm so grateful for that but like it sounds so fucking self-centered, too. Like well, I mean, that's why I wanted to have nowhere. you on the show. But, I mean, it makes sense. All the things that we talked about previous, you know, it is it, is, it could be frustrating that nobody knows because you're such a tucked-away artist. Oh, hell now, yeah. Um, but I am happy that I got to come over here because, like, you know, talking to all these artists, you know, there's so much talent everywhere, you know, and a tucked-away artist like yourself here, just kind of getting the perspective on, on the industry and things like that is 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 always a pleasure you know what i mean and also getting the cuz on the show oh absolutely you know? man so i know like you said you're not on the big exposure hype but you know for people that do listen to this they are curious about the artists that i talk to like where can they find you what is it that you're called where do they go to find you? uh well i'm called dreams uh it's dreams with two z's there for the people sleeping on me thank you wake up <laughs> um and uh you can find you can find me on instagram um i'll let you put it somewhere, link it or something. Yeah, I'll link it. Uh, and then I'm my also, mi- my I'm also on Facebook. Yeah, you can find me, uh, Dustin Rare, D U S T Y N R E H R E R. Find me. I, I have a hat that says "fuck off" in my profile picture. <laughs> you know where to find it. You know where to find me. You already know what it is. I spit. I spit yeah. flame. Come see. You know, if you like it, stick around. Yeah. Well, I love that you. I love that you hit the grind. You know, you're working. You're working not a nine to five. You're working like a fucking ten, ten or a seven p.m. to five a.m., yeah. which is even more of a struggle. You're doing the dad thing. You're still trying to be an artist, and and you're still fighting the fight, even though you're. You know, the odds are stacked against you out where you're at. So, um, always a pleasure to talk to talk to people that are in the same in the same industry in a completely different environment. Always a pleasure to sit down and talk with fam. Um, so I appreciate you coming on the show, brother. Oh, absolutely. Anytime, my man. Anytime. All right. We'll do it again. Well, we'll do it again when you come out to Cali. Oh, yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for tuning in to Quarter Life Crisis, and we'll talk to you another time. Go get some merch. Hey, podcast <laughs> poppy merch. Podcast poppy represent. Yee! Today's episode is brought to you by Grimm's Exclusives, a Northern California-based cannabis co-op that specializes in indoor, small-batched, AAA-grade boutique flowers. Growing your favorite exotics as well as pheno hunting for the future of cannabis. Big shout out to Grimm's. Big shout out to Grimm's exclusives. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of Quarter Life Crisis.